Welcome everyone to Grim After Dark, the Frontline Gaming Network's weekly interview show where we hit the high points of last week in the Frontline Gaming community, talk to the best players and content creators from around the world about the one thing we all love, Warhammer. Tonight's guest is the infamous Art of War founder and competitive coaching daddy, Brown Magic himself, Nick Nanavati. Uh, he's here to talk about the founding and growth of Art of War, how we got to start, and so much more. It's going to be a super great interview, excited for you guys to see it. My co-host, as always, uh, he needs no introduction, but I'm going to anyway. He's a phenomenally talented player. He uses his, the old, all my other armies are being shipped across the country in a <laughs> container uh, to keep on playing Admech. And he was recently mailed a potato, even though he's now Idaho's favorite son. It's Danny McDevitt. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Man, <laughs> Daddy McDevitt has really episode, changed me. <laughs> Daddy, <laughs> as you can tell, moving moving down to the lower 48 really has increased Danny's profile as a player uh, to the point where he's just Nick Nanavati now. I, um, I got a lot more handsome. I'm yeah, yeah. Nick Nanavati of Idaho, I guess, yeah. right? I'm sure. It's, yeah. it's, it's when you shave off the beard, Danny, that, that, that you look completely <laughs> different and bearded again. Um, <laughs> Something I wanted to bring up, Danny, uh, the Horus Heresy. You might know of it here. It's a long-forgotten it. game system. Uh, it was produced by Forge World. Uh, recently, though, during a preview of some new Imperial Fist Praetors, uh, GW accidentally sent out this picture here, uh, which is, we are on fire today. Uh, GW <laughs> sent out a picture of uh, the Imperial Fist Praetors, and instead of the, the regular Horus Heresy logo, it had the Siege of Terror logo, uh -oh. uh, which, Danny, what's, what's your thoughts on that there leaking out? Because they did very quickly take it down and replace it with just the standard Horse Heresy logo. Well, uh, maybe they're going to move some stuff forward. They're going to keep making, maybe Forge World is in charge of the Heresy stuff, and then uh, GW will produce, hey, look at that. Um, <clears throat> and uh, GW might be producing a new game. Uh, hopefully mostly in plastic. We saw some leaked images maybe of that new uh, starter box set for Heresy that looked pretty spicy with the plastic Spartan. Yeah. Um, My favorite so. Spartan story, uh, and I know you know this one, Danny, is the day after I sold... Uh, Frontline Gaming Network personality, Peter the Falcon. Uh, my old resin Spartan. The Duke. Uh, that picture was yeah. leaked. The Duke. The Duke himself. Right. Yeah. Uh, that picture was leaked. So he has now an original resin Spartan when he could have had <laughs> Things On happen. the plus side, John, he can beat somebody yep. to death with that Spartan. And uh, he's uh, it, it's it's a very dangerous weapon. Thing very weighs well like assembled. 20 pounds. Genuine Forge World, so sell it as a brick. It's very dangerous, and don't inhale it, otherwise that's going to be real bad for you, too. Um, Danny, I want to move on. Uh, I know okay. this is turning into a, like a weekly bid now. Yeah. Um, Black Templars are coming. They're awful. Uh, I, yeah. I really just I want to let people know. In fact, it's not even a bit. It's just a little bit of truth. Black Templars <laughs> are possibly the worst Space Marine faction ever. Yeah. Uh, this guy here, overcompensating much. This worst terrible flamer he has his flamer attached to his wrist like a child needs mittens attached to them because he'll lose it otherwise. This yeah. is how bad Black Templars are. Uh, so just weekly reminder, Black Templars are awful. Your book's going to be trash, uh, but it's deserved. Danny, what are your thoughts on Black Templars? Well, I mean, I think you summed it up pretty nicely. It's a trash codex for trash people. And yeah. uh, you can definitely tell a lot about somebody if they stick those, those, those Black Marines down on the table. Just not a good yeah. person. 
And if you love Black Templars, make sure that you have this show open on Twitch, Facebook, YouTube, and just mute it. Believe it all running and then download the podcast from We're All Good Podcast for Fun because <laughs> we would super appreciate that. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I've got that off my chest. I feel better now. I think it's even in sort of like the style guy here. Uh, yeah. Black Templars are awful. Uh, <laughs> don't, don't worry about it. You don't need to see that page. I can't um, believe that made it onto the one page of FGN style guide like that. Yeah. Uh, Black page Templars one. are trash. Yeah. Page okay. one. Uh, yeah. And yeah, that's that's just how it is and how it has to be. Um, one last thing I want to touch on here or another thing I want to touch on here because I have even more bad jokes after this. Uh, oh, Tabletop great. Inquirer, our, our weekly favorite Danny, voice of the audience here as always. Uh, Tabletop Inquirer came out uh, with this uh, great, amazing meme uh, for Aaron Damsky Bowden. Uh, we sat down with Aaron Damsky Bowden and he demanded to know how he got inside his house. Uh, I don't know why this super spoke to me. <laughs> And I thought this was like a really, really funny bit. And it got even funnier uh, once producer Val showed us the top comment to this one here, uh, which was literally Aaron Dembski Bowden saying, uh, look, I don't want to look at my face on things I subscribe. Please, uh, please don't. <laughs> which is my new favorite thing. Uh, so um, penises, his own I, face. I was... <laughs> I was going to say, at least he doesn't have to look at all the dick pics anymore. Like, imagine, he's got something else. I would rather look having, at my... Yeah. <laughs> imagine having to scroll through your Twitter feed, and it's just nothing but penises. Like, great job on Black <laughs> Legion. Penis. Like, loved your horse hair <laughs> stuff. Penis, penis, penis. And then you're like, oh, I'm going to go to Facebook for some normalcy, and it's just your own face. And you know that's the face of a man who's being sent a lot of genitals uh, yeah. for, for his you can own see love. The, you can see the horror in his eyes. <laughs> yeah. You can see, like, the, I'm assuming, 60% uncut horror just straight in the end. <laughs> oh, oh, man. All day from here. Um, yeah, nailed it. So, shocking news came out of Orlando, uh, Florida. The Orlando Open this week. Warhammer community, this article, uh, had this great tactic that Jack Harpster used uh, in order to remove an ancient from the table. But what's this? This stratagem is not applicable to the model that was used in the article. And I, for one, I'm going to write an angry email about this and make sure that the people oh. know that I'm mad. John, John, all right. You, you need to calm down. Does it's... F-U have like Y-O-U or is it just the letter <laughs> Let's not like get out the pitchforks and the torches here. Like obviously on, this enough space. Did, did you did you not read like what actually happened? Like or did or are you just going to pillarize the guy? Look, I am here to have snap judgments about people I don't know playing a fun game with their friends. And that's it. I'm just going to just demonize people. Well, I guess if we're going to actually talk to the person. I mean, yeah. See, yeah. <laughs> that he read the book and realized he couldn't do that. So didn't do that. And just kind of did it anyway. Um, Danny, I feel... After this scandal, this is a thing uh -huh. that the hobby just can't take any more of. When are we going to make Warhammer community have peer review and cited sources for all of their <laughs> articles? John, I think it's a necessity. We really need to push towards this. This is this is the wave of the future. Like everything needs to be reviewed and fact checked. Most importantly, to make sure that 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 uh, Warhammer community is delivering the most accurate news as soon as possible. Absolutely. Wait, sorry. Is my sarcasm not coming through because I just want to make sure that it is? 
So that like we're in this weird phase, like coming out of COVID, everyone was like locked in their basements and not with their friends playing Warhammer this time. Um, and then it seems to be like the slightest little thing that comes up or happens explodes into this mega scandal. Like, I swear, if there was like some kind of like reverse genie thing where like you, because I know as a player, like on, on Saturday, I went to an RTT, was playing our friend Taylor, uh, or yeah. Taylor, uh, and he was like, hey, what's the AP of a Plagueverse call? And I'm like, oh, it's three. And he's like, no, are you sure? And I looked up, it's like, oh, no, it's two. Now, imagine if me saying that had turned into like this giant Facebook thread of, oh, what a terrible person. And it just, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. That's, yeah. Yeah. I mean, people make mistakes. But the thing is, is this Jack didn't even make a mistake. Literally, he like, <laughs> it was just like he told them of a neat idea. Like, and then they're like, you can't do that. He fixed it, played the game the the actual real way. And then people still like had a freaking heart attack about the way that he like that he fictionally played. I don't know. Like, it's so it's so dumb. What people need to get it. People need to get a freaking grip. People are dumb, uh, and, and a lot of people seem to forget that regardless of what this is, this is a hobby we all enjoy, where we're playing with tiny little plastic spacemen um, and rolling dice to instead of making pew-pew sounds, or including making pew-pew sounds. I know I do. I talk, talking about people who the internet overreact to at times, Danny, why don't mm -hmm. you introduce our, our guest today? Oh, man. So you guys may know him from, you probably know him from like everything, right? So he's, it started with uh, the Brown Ask Magic, uh, moved on to uh, a, a partnership with, yeah, no, not the Fast and the Furious. Dang um, it. Although family is important to him, the Art of War family. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, perennial tournament champion and uh, and unarguably one of the greatest players of 40k ever uh we're pleased to introduce nick nonavati tonight hello that's me look at that black screen <laughs> here we go i'm in a tv what's up everybody <laughs> you gotta ask him, are you really even on the frontline gaming network if you're not in a tv yeah. i mean i like i, I keep Just... bringing this thing out but it is in the style i need to know like so i'm in a tv but i'm yes. watching my someone watching me might be watching me on their tv I'm like, but is this like an endless loop? Are we on someone else's TV in some hologram? Is this TVception? Yeah, I was going to so, ask if you've ever seen the movie Inception, Nick, because it's very similar to that. Well, I have. What I would imagine. If one talks about me, I haven't seen any movies ever. Oh, no. <laughs> if you guys have ever seen uh, the Matrix uh, Revelations, uh, you have to imagine uh, a producer Val and Frontline Gaming Network creative. Uh, he told us Master is the new title now. Uh, has <laughs> a, a new home uh, with a what, what he calls a Heffelhut. But Danny, I think you have a much better name for it. The Valatorium. The Valatorium. Uh, that room is just the architect's room from the Matrix, where it's just thousands <laughs> of TVs that are switching Wait. between different feeds. Does this Why mean that Val is going to slowly That's... become Colonel Sanders? <laughs> <laughs> I just want to know why we have a couch for our TVs to hover above. Like, we're not even sitting on the couch with these TVs. <laughs> Look, we just talked about how people on the internet shouldn't overreact to things like... I'm talking comments, not, not posting Facebook comments. Nick. <laughs> this is no overreaction. Nick, this is the 41st millennium. The comfort of the machine spirit is important to us here. We need to make sure the TVs are comfortable so they keep providing for us. 
Okay. I, I, also, I will say this this animated set is supposed to be like the frontline gaming warehouse, which is why you have all these crates and everything around us here. And I'm assuming some of the worksmanship might not be up to par, so you have to have the couch there, so in case the TVs fall off their stand, they're not going <laughs> to smash on the ground. Yeah. But yeah, you most definitely don't want to sit in the couch. No. Oh, so no. this is like a punishment. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah, that's why you go do research before accepting uh, interview requests. Like that—that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> oh, so you mean the whole reason I'm here? Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> Danny, take it away. Oh, yeah, okay. Take, take it away, Danny. Okay, cool. So, cool. Nick, so glad to so glad to have you here tonight. Um, so let's see the last the last big event you played in. Um, that was in. Uh, uh, that was in Texas, right? That was that tournament there. Uh, is that correct? Well, I'm assuming we're not counting Charity Hammer as a big event. So then well, it's big in spirit, right? Big, but big in spirit. Made me not feel in size. No. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think Danny counts any event in which you beat him as a real event. So that's why we're yeah, counting. So yeah, definitely not that one. Because yep. you know, once I played you, that wasn't valid. So um, <laughs> CO, that would be the last one I played one played in. Nice. And you brought your car to that event? Yeah, I uh, still repping the underpowered factions here, so gotta bring it out. <laughs> especially this is in a time when you know liquefiers were full power, so it I, I really needed it to take every advantage I could get. So since it's been such a while, since it's been kind of such a like an extended amount of time since you've been to a last event, are you kind of now like taking a step back and becoming like the 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 uh, the godfather of art of war and sending your minions to defeat uh, to defeat people in your stead. You know, as much as I, I do love that narrative, no, no, I okay. uh, I would have loved to play in Orlando had I had the opportunity, but instead they wrote me into this commentary thing where I talked about 40k, which I had a lot of fun doing actually. Um, but I'll be at the Las Vegas team tournament in uh, you know a few weeks from now, just under a month, and hopefully I won't suck at that one. That would be a good goal. Well, on the plus side, if you do, you have four other teammates who can help raise the performance of the team. Well, that's the um, thing. I, I'm actually allowed to suck at this one, so I do have minions. <laughs> for that. They can they can lift me on their shoulders. So yeah, and John was telling me that you're uh, you're thinking about, or they were trying. He was trying to convince you to bring a cast on. John's trying to convince me to bring all kinds. I've switched factions twelve times in the last week. <laughs> actually, John has switched them all for me. I think I'm still playing the same. Oh, I, I played a single game, so. You know, <laughs> <laughs> You show up in the living room every day and there's a new army sitting on the tray and like, it's this it, one today. It's just like, a oh. pile of books. It's just different codexes. And John's like, Nick, I wrote a list. I'm like, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> so kind of like jumping off of what Danny said, they're comparing you to some kind of like Rita Repulsa 40K where you send out your kind of minions <laughs> to, to the different areas to, to really kind of uh, win tournaments you've got to step back a little bit from uh, from where you were like a lot of people knew you from coming in getting some major wins and kind of going heavy on the meta chasing and that isn't so much you anymore so what tell us what happened there i think that that's life for me in a way i played 40k for 17 years uh, i've been doing it now professionally for about three um in those 17 years i just enjoyed it as a kid i just played 40k as like a 12 year old would i played it more seriously in my more adult early adult years i went to all these tournaments and tried doing well chasing the meta did really well um and now that it's becoming more professional for me and as i mature as like a person it's also like there's other ways to enjoy 40k so i'm trying to explore those ones as well yeah for sure um 
What are the <laughs> so other ways? I, I'm a I'm a hobbyist now at heart. You're oh a hobbyist. <laughs> yes. You're just well, uh, like meta chasing the hobby track. Uh, exactly. I super love that. Um, <laughs> so why don't you take us? How did how did you even get into 40k? Um, so like, yeah, yeah. In fifth grade, I um, I was in school, and my teacher started a club for the kids, basically, so it's something to do after school, because he played Warhammer. He played Warhammer Fantasy mostly, but also did some 40K, and I actually had no interest in it, like, at all, but um, all my friends did, and peer pressure was very powerful upon 10-year-olds, so it worked, and then I started collecting 40K, and I found a store um, 10 minutes from my house, and I started going there and playing, and I made some friends there, as people do. That's how a lot of people get in this hobby. They make friends. And then I started playing at the store more regularly, got more and more into 40K. And just through that, I got sucked in, started going to tournaments, started enjoying tournaments. And uh, then, you know, one thing led to another. And before you know it, it's your entire life. <laughs> As you do. As you do. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. Well, <laughs> so were you able to kind of... So it sounds like you kind of took to it like a like a fish takes to water then. Um Yeah, I had other hobbies. Like I played tennis. I did um I've always <laughs> tried to force myself to be well-rounded, I guess, because I didn't want to only play Warhammer. So I have a lot of friends in real life who I like don't play Warhammer, have no interest in Warhammer. Um I think that's really good cuz it keeps me more balanced. But uh it's definitely like destroyed all of the other hobbies. Like I just don't have any interest in pursuing other games competitively or like just putting too much time into anything else. Cause it's like, I don't have time for any of that stuff. So what yeah. from the tennis world have you brought into to Warhammer 40,000? I don't know why it's like the tennis thing is sticking in my head right now. And Danny, I know I totally cut in line in front of you for that. No, no, you're there. fine. Um, but, but yeah, what have you brought in from tennis uh, to, to 40 K? probably not much like the physical aspects not really not much there the shorts I mean, the outfits some comfy shoes yeah definitely the the polos yeah the yeah. polos um the racket to hit the models when they roll bad um definitely need mm -hmm. some of that in my life i guess you could maybe say like the the discipline aspect to it like because tennis i had like tennis coaches i like had to run in the heat that sucked like sometimes you have to practice 40k and that sucks or do something you don't want to do in 40k that sucks but that's like anything in life I really wouldn't make that special to tennis that I took with me. So, Danny, no, jump back in now that I've jumped in. No, I was literally going to oh, ask no, exactly like, the same question. These were great like, questions. Man, we're on the same wrestling. I know. I wrestled so in great. middle school. Those were fun facts. That really? Happened. Yeah, I did for two years. Two years of middle school wrestling. Yes. So, does this also? I'm going to ask you what different sports bring in there. So, what of tweens wrestling? The wrestling, kind of the wrestling, I can absolutely attest to. So, 40k is a culture of mostly males, unfortunately, or fortunately, depends how you look at it. But uh, wrestling, male wrestling, men's wrestling in middle school, same exact thing, very similar culture. So, it prepared me for all life. men, all yeah. men, all dudes, all of relatively nerdy dudes. Yeah, and the smell, something to prove. Oh God, the smell, and they smell. Yep, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna have to. Uh... We're going to have to get the old FLGN merch machine behind some Grim After Dark uh, deodorant. I think that that's a good oh, spend. perfect. Right? Just hand, hand it out at FLG events. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> sorted. 
Done. Uh, so you, you, you know, you were a sports star in high school and absolutely school, not. And like, to be clear, nothing about this says sports star. Just to be tiny, yeah, tiny that, miniature war close games. There, absolutely, is my thing. Um, and then you, you said you played a while, uh, and then you kind of started this uh, service, like uh, the the morphed into Art of War. So, well, so tell me about sort of the genesis of that. What made you turn around? And be like, you know what? Years. I think I want to charge charge money for this. Um. Well, I went to school. I went to college. I got a business degree in supply chain management. I have a bachelor's in supply chain. And then I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life. So I did what everyone tells you to do, which is get a job. So I got a job at Revlon, which is a women's cosmetics company, multi-billion dollar business type stuff. And I got in on the ground floor doing data analytics for him. It was super exhilarating, fun, thrilling, uh, everything every young 20-year-old <laughs> wants to do with life. So it's plugging and chugging away like an Excel monkey, as one does. You know, the twos and fours aren't going to count themselves. Auto sum is important. And a couple of years on that grinds on your soul. Makes you really question everything. So eventually I left that job and I was going to go to grad school for an MBA. Um, that was my parents' idea. I thought it was like more school, whatever. But an MBA would be helpful, I guess, for my career. So that left me with like the six-month gap period where I didn't know what I wanted to do. If I didn't want to get a job just to quit for a little while, after a little while, and I was going to an MBA in a few months. So I started pro Warhammer more or less because I had just come off of winning the ITC. This is all in like January 2018. I was planning to go to grad school in September 2018. So I started a little blog called The Brown Magic. I think it, it's not up anymore, thebrownmagic.com. But um, then I got the bright idea because people were really excited about it. They're like, ooh, this guy just won ITC. He's the best player in the world at the time. And he's talking about how to do stuff in 40K. Let's talk, let's watch this. So then I was like, maybe I'll ask people if they want my list advice. And then I just started offering it. And then that everyone wanted my list advice, I guess, when it was free. So I started charging like $3. And everyone still wanted my list advice at $3, apparently, which no one had done before, to my knowledge. No one selling 40K advice. So I kind of took a gamble on if I'd be like just blacklisted from the community for even doing the idea. And some people did. Some people to this day really hate the concepts of charging people for 40k advice, but whatever. Um so dollars. Yeah. How much of that kind of like pushback that you're getting? And by the way, I was actually just writing down the new tagline for Stat Center is plugging and chugging because uh, <laughs> I really enjoy that, that line. Um but how much of that pushback that you're getting do you think is just people who are genuinely unhappy or people like a little bit of jealousy towards like people actually paying you to do something you love. I mean, it's hard to say because I can't put myself in anyone else's shoes. I think there's definitely a lot of people in the world. So some probably just don't like what paying for 40 K is what it represents or just against that concept. And some of them probably are a little jealous to a degree, but who am I to say what your motivations are for people? I don't even know. It's fair. So anyway, sorry, cut in there. Uh, keep keep on. No, but yeah, so I went from let me see if someone wants to my list advice to let me see if someone will pay for list advice to, oh, wow, a lot of people are paying for my list advice. I was writing lists in Starbucks for like 10 hours a day, just writing lists. And I went to $5 and then $10. Uh, and that's really how it all got started. One dude came up to me and just messaged me on Facebook. He's like, I'd like to pay you 
uh, I think it was like $300 or something for three months of personal coaching for an event I'm going to. And at the time I was like, this is unbelievable. I can't believe someone wants to do this. And uh, that became quite standard, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. So how did you take that from kind of like you progressively charging more for lists until people stopped and it was like a manageable level um, to adding more and more people and kind of growing it as a business? Over time, I definitely learned that there, you know, I learned a lot about business. I went to business school. I've always been interested in business. Um, and this has always been somewhat of a dream of mine. Like for, I'm sure it's a lot of dream for a lot of people in a way. Um, turning your hobby and something you love doing into something that can actually financially sustain you. So you don't have to go into the big, scary real world and do something you don't want to do. Um, so the fact that it was taking off was really, hey, I'm a, I actually could do this. I'm already here. Let me keep on doing it. And that's when it never let me kind of lose motivation about doing it because it was so it would have been so easy to quit. No one thought it would work. Um, but getting more people was going to be the answer because it's it always knew in the back of my head, Nick, are you going to be trying to win ITC when you're 56 years old? I really hope not. Do something with better with your life. So I needed to figure out a better life plan, I guess. Um, <laughs> something a bit more sustainable. And then with that also, it's like there's only so many hours in the week. How can I possibly do this on a dollar per hour basis if I ever want to grow past that? And that's that I needed to grow past that if I wanted to make this a sustainable model. And no matter which way you slice that, cake it ended up with more people need to get involved so that just became a, a goal of mine is look out for talent you know nick it's it's amusing to me that they tried to use the tattoo defense to like kind of make your career seem a little bit like less valuable like oh is is that going to be a good look on you when you're 55 years old kind of a thing <laughs> like <laughs> unbelievable okay cool i mean right, you right. can do whatever you want i think it's really awesome the way that you've turned this into into a business and like made like your passion also made it into a, a pretty successful business. It's pretty amazing. You guys have have how many coaches now? I think I honestly off the top of my head, I don't really know. I, I mean, that's <laughs> 10. it's not like some ludicrous number. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but enough that I can't just call it necessarily. 37. 37. Yeah, let's call it good. Yeah. We'll leave, leave so that many. there. Yeah. So <clears throat> How was how it you, that you assembled? Like, how did you find the people? Was it just kind of people you were close to? Uh, was it like people recommended to you? How did you go out and kind of source these people? Because yeah. as the person who kind of like started the business, like, the yeah, you're looking for amazing players who can be amazing teachers, but also people who can represent you in a way that's not going to detract. Yeah, that's something I've learned over the years the hard way, unfortunately. <laughs> um, I have a team. You guys might be familiar. I like my team now. These guys are great. Uh, this wasn't the first team I had. Um, oh, like at first, I would just kind of say yes to everybody. It was a terrible mistake I made, series of mistakes. But the idea was I am fumbling through this as a novice trying to make ends meet here. And some people have ideas and want to help. So let me just see what where that could go. And that got me in all kinds of situations with people uh, and partners who didn't have the same visions and goals as me and things didn't align and long term it didn't work out necessarily. And not to say anything bad blood or bad people. No, just you know, that's how life works sometimes when you rush into stuff. So over time, I've kind of been on the lookout for people who have the same core values as me, especially in terms of 40K, 
uh, for 40k coaches and whatnot and I, one thing i value super highly is integrity and sportsmanship in the game and and like above and beyond integrity and sportsmanship in the game like to the point where you will go out of your way to help your opponent to make sure that it's an above board game don't if you think you can get away with it if you're asking that question like that's that's not good enough don't ask that question um kind of level of integrity so trying to find people like that and then of course having to finding people who are like yeah i actually am interested in like potentially uprooting my career to do professional 40k that's not easy um but um, but, uh you know if you hang out enough 40k tournaments you do meet a lot of 40k players so you find a couple yeah uh looks like we also have a question here uh what are the so we love warhammer it's great uh, I know Danny and I, we've been podcasting now for like, you know, five, six years. You obviously turned Art of War into a business and it's kind of your income and you're out doing helping things. What are, what are the downsides uh, of making a business out of the hobby? Um, you do lose your passion and love for it to a degree. Like part of why I'm not playing as meta chasing and as that is because uh, in a way it's it really i did that for so long especially when i was doing full-time coaching uh, i had like 40 some coaching clients i was just in and out eating sleeping breathing the competitive aspects of the game so you lose that over time you lose your love and passion for it but you develop it in different ways so it's a silver lining you find new ways to love your hobby but uh it does sometimes feel like work like when you when your hobby feels like work you just don't do it mm. um yeah but when your hobby that is your job feels like work you have to do it so it kind of that that sucks it's like it's too grindy at times but i mean then i think back to plugging and chugging as you like to say john um i think back to plugging and, chugging and, Excel, and i'm like i will never go back like i love this life that i lived at compared to what i lived before what would be so plugging and chugging was what you did with shampoo based products for Revlon. <laughs> it was it was mostly nail polish and lipstick actually oh my god I, I still have a lot if you would like some <laughs> you have samples i have many many yeah it was the yeah, stuff that just... wasn't good enough to sell so they just gave it to me for free but i have a lot of it you just turned a couple ones into zeros on the spreadsheet <laughs> it's fine statute of limitations well passed on that one there exactly but what would be like a similar plugging and chugging thing you have to do for art of war well i'm sorry what was the like what would be like a, a similar thing you'd have to do for art of war that you would consider to be like plugging and chugging oh my god there's so much like you like the fun part of this job is the talking about warhammer the the not fun part is the part you don't see like john lennon god bless his soul the, the emails this man answers like someone has to maintain that contact email address there's there's a lot of stuff that goes through there um that's just mindless plugging and chugging a lot of time um then there's creating all of the the backdrops and stuff we used to the videos there's just so many random menial tasks just do to make the operation run a lot of just this is real grindy work the hard way unfortunately Man, 
I want to thank Nick Nanavati for the last 15 minutes. If you ever wanted a comprehensive way to win every single game of 40K, Nick just laid it out step by step, line by line, for free uh, about how I can win GTs. Danny, how you can win majors. It was just phenomenal, phenomenal time. That was easily a $1,500 retail value that he provided to us for free. So yeah, for free. And if you missed out in the last 15 minutes, holy heck, do I feel bad for you. I also think this is a great time for us to point out, Danny, that our editor, Tyler, who fixes so many of our mistakes, adds so much to our show. It's his birthday today. Wish him a happy birthday, guys. Happy birthday, Tyler. I know we've just given you the greatest present we can think of. Um, Yeah. So, Nick, moved on, uh, as you will to do. Danny, how are you doing? Let's ask each other some questions. Let's round yeah. this out on a happy note here. Yeah, John, I'm doing great. Let me just uh, get to my yeah. questions here. Perfect. Yeah, um, yeah. We, we did lots of research. So who is your favorite Art of War coach to hire and why? Well, I think I can only afford a certain level of coach. Uh, I don't want to talk bad about them. Um, but ever since, I have got much better at Mick. No, that doesn't narrow anything down. Um, I have to say, so like you don't need a coach for that, John. <laughs> I just need dice in the models. Yeah, that's not true. Uh, there was a local player up here who uh, went zero three a bunch with, with Admech. Oh, um, <laughs> the greatest enemy of the Admech. Okay, so you get paired against Admech. You're like, okay, cool. Like, you're like, you bring out the greatest tool in your competitive toolkit, which is the chess clock. Which is the equalizer <laughs> between Admech, unfamiliarity, uh, and me having three rounds to just move my stuff around in objectives without you. Yeah, that's fair. Yes, that is it. Uh, but no, I, I like a lot of them. They all offer like different things. And it's super strange kind of like seeing them all uh, and kind of in what they do. Um, I really enjoy Brad Chester a lot. I think that man is very surly in a way that I would appreciate, I think, is coaching. Yeah, so, yeah. and I, I like how you equated him to one of the the seven dwarves. Um, I that's did. Surly, that's a dwarf, right? <laughs> so Surly, the most famous of the dwarves. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, Danny, let me pull from my prepared questions here for okay. you. Yeah, yeah, please. <clears throat> We ever concerned? Were you ever concerned, uh, just kind of upping and quitting your Revlon job, and just going all in on Art of War? <laughs> well, let me tell you, it wasn't easy. It wasn't an easy decision for me to make. Um, first of all, I have a passion for Revlon. I always have. Um, yeah. They've been near and dear to my heart for a long time, and uh, you know, even though that job was a lot of plugging and chugging, um, <laughs> trademark stat center. Trademark stats. Um, <laughs> I uh, I really I really felt sad leaving that that position behind. Yeah, no, I I totally get it there, but of course, you had to move onwards and upwards, and then yeah, that that was a fantastic Danny based question that I for mm-hmm. sure got a Danny based answer from. That yep. is quite fantastic, and oh, looks like someone came back for more. Oh Nick, man, uh, we're. We were just saying that during this... during the last 15 minutes, you laid out step by step how to win every single game of 40K that you ever played. And if you missed those 15 minutes for whatever reason, uh, you would have missed out totally. Um, but you're back. We're from the technical issues. Uh, welcome back, Mr. Nanabadi. 
He is not back at all, but we're going to keep his beautiful face on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to go. I love this. I think this is like my favorite episode now by far. Yeah, this is the best. <laughs> hey, I guess we could do the, the Nick. Don't say anything if you wanted to give like a 30% off promo code to Art of War. Oh, no. <laughs> all right. The, oh, legally binding. You, you heard it here. It's in the style guide. We gotta go with it. Hey, I learned about that this week. It's not actually legally blinding unless there's uh, there's an offer and acceptance. No, I have to say, um, <laughs> a charity hammer. You did like when all else fails, just uh, as talk Seth. Uh, you did give a like a a free year of coaching to Seth. I did, um, but that was that was denied. That he He's missed. That down. No, no, no. He 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 accepted it. Um, oh, he accepted it. Yeah, he did. He said he's going to save up his calls for uh, during my finals week. <laughs> Danny, of course, famously so, now, uh, our real uh, pretend lawyer like Jeff Winger uh, actually going to law school yep. now to finish that off. Um, uh, and so, yeah. So now during your finals week of possibly the most important year of your life, yeah, um, you're going to have to teach Seth how to play Warhammer. Yeah, the um, jokes on him. The calls are only five seconds, so it's not going to last very long. I mean, it's like a minute or two that I'm going to have to be on the phone with him, and then he'll get to join the uh, the the support group with your wife uh, as well. Uh, I would True. have to say uh, that's an awful time. It is wonderful. She would agree with you, <laughs> <laughs> but all that matters is you coached successfully and you fulfilled all contractual obligations, mm -hmm. and then that's that's all that matters. I've executed the contract successfully. Um, yeah. I'm you not liable executed. for any damages. Or well, mentally, emotionally, physically. Doesn't really matter right there. No. Yep. All right. Okay. Well, Ask me a question, Danny. Bring it on. Okay, great. I, I want to I talk. I want people to know things. How would you sell hot chocolate in Florida in the summertime? Well... What I would do is I would get a job. And I realize maybe this is a, a terrible question to ask. A multinational chain. I would just get a job there. Uh, I make sure that part of that menu was hot chocolate. Nice. Uh, and then I would be good to go. Wow. Because I would be doing that. I mean, and that was the most boring answer. I mean, I know you set me up for some kind of joke. Um, I was just like, nope, absolutely not. Nick, what did you think of that? Amazing. Good times. <laughs> um well guys oh that's oh, good perfect we got we got we, we hear him nick i i want to thank you for coming on this journey with us I audience know, no kidding i want to thank, thank you all for of you coming for on this journey my debut it's ruined it's okay thank you for no that. no it's good um I, I really appreciate that uh, I want to shout a big shout out to Val, who I think had a small meltdown along with the stream and then worked very hard to get it back up. So Danny could ask me questions about hot chocolate and I could insult him personally and professionally. Uh, so that was super good there. Happy birthday to our editor, Tyler. Be sure uh, to check out the rest of the Frontline Gaming Network shows, including this Wednesday, Signals from the Frontline, the Thursday show, uh, and all of the other great content you can find. Nick, you came on. You're halfway through a TV. Why don't you tell us about uh, all of the great services you offer? 
Yeah, if you want to become part of the most awesomest community ever where we teach you how to get better about Warhammer and you get to hang out with some of the coolest, almost awesome Warhammer players there are, like Brad Chester, John Lennon, Richard Siegler, myself, obviously, um, you can. You can do that in the War Room. We teach a bunch of different classes per week on various factions, do stream coaching games. We have tons of free YouTube content also. Um, it's all centered around helping you get better at 40K and enjoy your hobby more and just generally become a better player. So if you're interested in that, um, do the thing. Check it out. VRDWAR40K.com. Amazing. Do, do, you give, do you give streaming lessons? Um, I'm asking for a friend slash boss. You know, you don't want anything to do with my streaming lessons. Zeke, Zeke's pretty good at streaming, but me, um, that's some Brian work. No. <laughs> Dang, Brian. <laughs> well, thank you so much uh, for coming on, Nick. Thank you for sharing the, the secret location of uh, Orlando, Florida's treasure uh, and not missing 15 minutes. Um, Fallon will be turning this into a bit next week with a checklist, just so you are aware and our viewers are aware. You've got to love it. <laughs> next week. Involve plugging and chugging. Oh, oh always. You know, Ever, like literally, you do, you got to know. Everything has to, uh, has to know. Oh, I have to ask this here real quick. Uh, a little viewer brought it up here. Uh, it's been mentioned the past few weeks on Rival Network uh, and Val's main podcast show, The Honest War Gamer. And I would be behooved not to mention it here. Um, Rob, The Honest War Gamer, is very pro- splitting art of war into two warring rival teams uh so you guys can compete similar to survivor um and he's now trying to spread that rumor that that is happening what would you think of splitting your team guys into two teams for interpromotional warfare uh, much like wwe did with raw and smackdown in the mid 2010s I think that makes a lot of sense. It create a lot of really cool TV, right? If you put like some of us on one side and some some on some of us on the other, and have us duke it out in 40k turns to see who survives. But what would be more interesting is if you cut us in half physically and put each half. So like Whoa. the left side of my Whoa. body, left side of Chester's, the left side of Sieg's, all versus the right side of me, Chester, and Sieg's. Now we got some real. Siegs is left-handed, you know, so he's got an advantage there. But I'm a so he's gonna have power hands. It's, he's it's gonna have a, you know, two dominant hands. That's insane. And Admac is a very right-brained army, so he's gonna suck playing that now. He's gonna be real creative with stuff, but the right. math oh, is yeah. just gonna fall off. Right. And imagine yeah. me using the math side of my brain. That's that's I have people for that. This isn't gonna work at all. Right. No, you have multiple halves of people now because you took Rob too literally. Oh man and nobody wants to be half with brad chester because then you'll be all lopsided yeah, yeah. Just, you yeah. have like a hat around your 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 chest area because he's like four foot tall well, do you <laughs> think he could cut his hat in half i feel like the hat is too impervious to destruction yeah probably yeah, yeah. so one team's gonna have a slight benefit by having half a body and a full hat uh yeah. but i guess that is the official <laughs> Art of War answer. I'm sure there'll be a, a statement sent out later to fill this. They're going to literally cut people in half to play 40k. That's a real premium tier in the Patreon to see that content. We'll teach you uh, how just... to do that as well. You only need yeah. half of your body to win. <laughs> They're going to teach you it's major medical claim. surgery um, at the $197 tier. And they'll show you how to complete it. Part two. <laughs> it's an original joke. I love that one. Guys, 
Thank you so much for hanging around, Nick. Thank you so much for, for being here, for bearing with us. Uh, next week on Grim After Dark, we are welcoming Thomas Bird to come and talk about Hotlanta and the Southern gaming scene. Uh, super excited for that. Uh, I will have way too many jokes based on this bit that are at least half as funny as the stuff I said earlier, so not at all. Uh, for Grim After Dark, we're gonna, we are going to need a bigger TV. Thank you. I couldn't even like not hear that in my ear. Um, for Grim After Dark, uh, we will see you next Tuesday. Bam! God. <laughs>